Are you a fan of zombies, magic, dark comedy, and government conspiracies? Then you'll enjoy the new serial podcast, Dead Serious, Memoirs of an Undead Loser. Created by writer Travis Diffenderfer, Dead Serious unfolds a tale of witchcraft, the undead, and the secrets behind the end of the world through the recovered audio journals of the last known survivors of the zombie apocalypse. Season 1 is available now on Anchor and Apple Podcasts. Binge the whole thing at once and have your brains tantalized before they're devoured. For more information, go to www.deadseriouspod.com. Dead Serious, Memoirs of an Undead Loser. Spread the word, the undead army needs you. Hey guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast to give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds play magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of that. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. They set you up with awesome sponsors. All you got to do is record a script, kind of like what I'm doing now, throw it onto your show and start making money. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now. Just do it already. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Basement Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Shea. Uh, this is a little bit of an unusual uh, episode. This is not a regular episode of The Basement Lounge. But this is, uh, I wanted to talk about something very important. So, The Basement Lounge premiered last week, Monday, August 5th. And I was actually out of town. When the premiere happened, I had gotten everything recorded and edited and uploaded well ahead of time and let the episodes drop while I was on vacation. I was camping in the middle of the woods. Um, and dur- during the time between when I left for my camping trip and when the shows dropped, as you all have heard by now, there was a mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio, the town that I currently call home. And... Uh, it was devastating, to say the least. I was I was five hours away. I was unaware of what was going on until the very next morning when I received numerous phone calls and text messages and Facebook messages from friends of mine who were who were concerned. They knew I lived in Dayton, they didn't necessarily know that I was out of town, and they wanted to make sure that I was okay. And I appreciate that. Um, at that point I began frantically making phone calls and sending out text messages of my own, scrolling through Facebook, uh, Googling, seeing what I could find out because once I found out the name of the bar, Ned Peppers, I immediately began to freak out for a couple different reasons. And, uh, so my brother and his girlfriend live right above where the shooting took place. They live right above that bar. 
Uh, well, actually, they live uh, they live across the street in an apartment facing that bar, but essentially right above the bar. They live right there. Um, my friend Haley J Madison, who we had on the show last week, we had her on Throw One Back, and we had her on when the show was Mike Talks Funny with uh, her podcast co-host Hunter when they were uh, talking about their show Murder and Such. Haley is a bartender at Ned Pepper's, and Haley was bartending the night that this happened. She was there when the shooting took place. Um, and then also, uh, my friend, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Aaron R. Ryan, who has was on Mike Talks Funny. She was in my film Vanishing Point. She was at the bar that night, too. She actually left maybe 30 minutes before, maybe an hour, before the shooting took place. So she missed it by just that much. Um, but not to mention that Wiley's, the comedy club that I frequent is right around the corner from Ned Peppers. I had just been down there for drinks myself a couple days beforehand. The Oregon district is kind of this grand oasis of the Dayton area, uh, bars and clubs and music venues and shops and restaurants and just it, the housing. There's uh, everyone goes to the Oregon district. It is a special place to the people of Dayton. And so for this kind of thing to happen, just not even 24 hours after the shooting in El Paso, Texas, in Dayton, Ohio, which is a very small city, it's not a big metro area. You know, we're sandwiched between Columbus and Cincinnati, which are much bigger metropolitan areas. Dayton's kind of a small town by comparison. For this kind of thing to happen really, uh, really took our city for 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 you know it's it Dayton has had a very rough summer it started off when we had back in May we had a KKK rally happen uh, downtown uh, an organ a, a chapter of the KKK or chapter whatever the hell a sect whatever the fucking word is um got a permit to do a a, a rally in our downtown area which was a whole ordeal um Four days later, we had the Memorial Day tornado disaster, which is when we had 15 tornadoes touch down in the Dayton area on Memorial Day. Um, and then now this. And Dayton has, had a, Dayton has had a rough summer. We've been through a lot. But the thing that that's really stemmed from all this is... Right now, there's there's this uh, hashtag that's circulating, hashtag Dayton Strong. And this actually started when the, the Memorial Day tornadoes happened, hashtag Dayton Strong. And it's, it's something that, as much as my city has been through, I am immensely proud of what I've seen. Because as much negativity is out in the world, as many dumb fucking people are out there in the world who want to stir shit and start up start up hatred and spread violence and, and that kind of thing. I, I've never quite seen a city stand as resiliently as I have Dayton, Ohio. I've lived here for, for four or five years now, not a long time. And this most recent incident really helped me understand and realize just how much I love this city and how proud of it I am because this city came together so hard 
when the KKK showed up, this city rallied like crazy to protest this hate organization. When the tornadoes hit this whole area, people banded together in droves to help each other out, to, to, to donate their time, their, their, their money, their food, whatever they had to donate, they donated it. And now with... With this, with this shooting, I mean, there was a, there was a, there was a vigil in downtown the very next night in the Oregon district, and and people just just showed up en masse. Um, then uh, lots of uh, breweries and bars around town have been doing fundraiser organizations, you know, expecting to bring in maybe ten thousand dollars. Ended up bringing in like fifty thousand dollars. People are just being so generous with their time and their love and, and, and whatever they can be. And it makes me so proud to be a, a part of this community. And I, I hate that it took something so vile and awful to make me realize how much I really did love this city. But I do love it. Dayton has been very good to me and my family and to my friends. And I again, I hate that it took something this horrible for me to realize how much I loved this city, but I really do. Now, there's a lot of rhetoric being tossed around uh, by everybody, myself included, about, you know, uh, gun laws and, and, and how to stop things like this from happening. And all, all I can really come up with at this point, and all, I'm not here to push an agenda on this, I just really wanted to get some feelings off my chest about what went down. Um, it's it's hard for me to put words into what I'm feeling. I don't know if it's because I was out of town and kind of disconnected from everything. I don't know if it's some weird form of survivor's guilt because I wasn't around to witness any of it. Um, my heart is absolutely broken for the families of the nine people who were killed and the the... I think it was like 30 who were who were wounded. Um, I'm I'm I know that I am incredibly lucky, incredibly lucky that nobody I know was hurt. But at the same time, people that I know were definitely affected by what happened, either because they were down there to bear witness to it or because they lost someone in their life. Uh, one of the young men who died, a young man named Logan was good friends with a lot of people I know and that I'm close to. And so their hearts are absolutely broken at the loss of, of Logan and my heart breaks for them. Um, and it's, it's just, it's such a weird feeling. I, so it's, it's hard for me to really process what I'm dealing with right now. Um, and, and what's going through my head and my heart. Um, it's something that I find myself thinking about constantly it's something I find myself constantly not just wanting to talk about, but needing to talk about. Even if I'm saying the same things to different people, it's just, it's just I, I can't get over the feelings that I'm having right now over what happened. And I, to not even be able to really put to words exactly what I'm feeling is so frustrating. Because it's, it's one thing for me to be dealing with, with the clinical depression, because I know what I'm feeling there. I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling sad and I'm feeling lost. I can put words to it. You know, if I, 
go if if, if I meet a girl and, and we go out on a date and it goes well, I know that I'm feeling happy and I'm feeling optimistic, you know. But this, I I don't know what I'm feeling about this. I mean, yes, there's anger, and yes, there is sadness and frustration, but there's there's some other kind of feeling, and I I don't know what it is or how to process it or put words to it. But either way, uh, I want to thank everyone listening. Um, if you're one of the people who reached out to check on me, I, I appreciate it more than you can possibly understand. Um, to my friends who were there when this happened, I'm, I am immensely grateful that you're still here and that you're okay. But also to the people out there listening, if you or someone you know was affected by this directly or indirectly, just know that for what it's worth, my heart is absolutely broken for you. And I can't imagine what you're going through right now. And I know it's, you know, a bit of a modern cliche to say thoughts and prayers and things like that. And I wish I had more to offer uh, at this time. And, and I just don't. But I do send my thoughts and prayers to you and to everyone out there. And with that being said, um, please take the time while you're here to check out the other programming that we have. Uh, we have a new episode of The Basement Lounge dropping on Friday with Amy James. Uh, I have another special episode recapping my vacation coming up here soon. Um, lots more stuff coming on The Basement Lounge as we go forward. And as everyone else is saying right now, hashtag Dayton strong. It is a thing and it does mean something because Dayton has proven once again with everything that we've had to endure this summer that we really and truly are one of the best cities uh, on, on, in the country. Despite what the, the crime statistics may say, uh, the heart of Dayton, Ohio is uh, unbeatable. And like with everything else, we will work past this. We will overcome this. We will not let hate and violence keep us down. We will get back up and we will keep pushing forward. 